It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with certified financial planners Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show. With me in the KFG studios, my fellow CFPs and business partners, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. We're in a retirement boom, or some have said Some anyway. would say that, yeah. That's right. More Booming. people are retiring now than ever. Where does that hit you, though? That's the question for today. How do you know if you're ready? Are you on pace to be ready for retirement? We're hitting that and more in this episode. And we've got some great questions from fans of the show in the second half of the program. We're hoping to hit those. If you have a question for number one, if you have needs, right? Because retirement planning has really got to be connected to your overall comprehensive financial planning. We're going to hit that too. It's not just a retirement decision. This is a major financial transition in your life. It touches every area of your financial life. So if you have needs, reach out to us. We'd love to help. Our team of CFPs would love to help you. Uh, if you have a question for the show, we can help you there as well. And you can find us a few different ways online, wisemoneyshow.com. And you can submit a question right there on the right or raise your hand, say, hey, can you help me right there on the right? Uh, you can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574 574- 222-2000. And then all over social media, that's where we get a lot of engagement from fans of the show. You can find us wherever you're at. We're there too. Just search the Wise Money Show. All right. Have you guys have you guys heard this uh, like this prove me wrong challenge? Like prove me wrong. You know, someone makes a bold statement on the Twitter and prove me wrong. So uh, so someone said this. I haven't heard any of those. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. So, so here's here's a good one I heard the other day. Uh, the stock market is wait wait. I actually wrote it down because it's good. The stock market's just a chart of wealthy people's feelings. Prove me wrong. <laughs> well, I so there, is there a show right there? Could be absolutely. What about this one? We're not going to do a show about this, but uh, frozen embryos is actually time travel. Prove me wrong. What? I know. People are crazy, especially on the internet. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Hey, there are some very rich and wealthy and famous people who are, gonna, are having their bodies frozen. Yeah. So that they can come back to life. I know. It's uh, crazy. Yeah. We're not talking about that There's today. There's a movie so about that once. So right? don't, don't submit questions there. But listen, I, <laughs> about a year ago, right at the beginning of this pandemic, um, I had, I saw empirically as several teachers reach out to me saying, I don't know if I feel comfortable being in the classroom. I'm close to retirement. Can I actually retire? And I went out, made the bold, risky prediction. More teachers are going to retire this year than ever before. And now I'm just looking around and it just seems that more and more people that are close to retirement are just saying, all right, I got to be done. I, I'd, I'd like to be done. Am I ready to be done? And, uh, and we're, we want to help equip you if you're feeling that itch. But, but, but why? I, I think, I think, you know, prove me wrong. I think that we are in a retirement boom here. The, the data will show after the fact, hindsight's 2020, but why is that? So, so you're predicting that 2020 will be a spike in retire, 2020 retirement and, decisions? and 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I, I don't disagree with that. Um, 
we've been seeing the anecdotal evidence of it in a conference room with clients every every week, right? There's new folks that are making a decision that, yeah, I'm I'm ready to be done emotionally. Now can you prove me wrong yeah. on whether or not I'm there financially? And that's what the financial planning process is is all about, to help people figure out, you know, how do you achieve the things that you've declared are now more important than ever? And um, t- to me, though, it's always people coming in who are close anyway. You know, may- right. maybe they're accelerating their retirement by a couple years or or so, but it's not a couple decades. Correct. Right. Right. It's not people, you know, just completely bailing out of the, the, the workforce or something um, out of fear necessarily. But they're saying, you know what, the, the risk reward uh, trade off is different now. You know, I, I don't need to keep working anymore. That's my, my theory. And uh, and you get to help them prove it up, really. One one data point. Well, again, we're going to keep talking about why, but one data point. Now, this is about a month ago. You can find this video on the Why Is My YouTube channel, but I, I broke down the labor force trends. This is about a month ago. So the data is a month old, but I mean, it's not that changed. And so obviously we had an enormous drop in the labor force and labor force participation rate, huge drop March and April. But then we've seen this V-shaped recovery in the market, and we look around, and depending on what's going on in your backyard, you might say, yeah, I'm feeling a V-shaped recovery in the economy too. The unemployment, or excuse me, the employment numbers, the labor force, only came back about half, and it's plateaued since July. Now, that could mean trouble ahead for the economy, honestly, and the market. It could also mean a lot of people who have been close yeah, again, I'm not you, you're not looking at the new risks today and in your 40s saying, well, I was two decades away from retiring. <laughs> but listen, I want to retire right now and I'm going to yeah. make it happen. But if you're 62 <laughs> and you thought, well, I always work till 65 right now because of and I made this list. I mean, there are new, quote unquote, risks in the workforce. You might. I mean, I have I've got a client whose husband has cancer. It's terminal. And her job is such she's got to continue to go to work. And it's been it's been hard because if she brings the coronavirus home, that could be, you know, just awful, right? But so there, there, there are new risks in the workforce. Everything's changing. It's changing technology. Your processes are changing. And change for the average person is stressful, mm-hmm. right? And you couple that and everything with the stock market is way up. Right. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I don't know sure. when you're consuming, listening to this, but the, the market came back with a with a vengeance. Yeah, you're exactly right. And if if you're looking at your portfolio and it just had a growth spurt this year and suddenly that brings retirement within reach, it's it's a very viable thing to be looking at. But, you know, if I can play devil's advocate for a second here, too, um, I'd also point out, though, that this you call this a retirement boom. Right. And and it is partially because of just demographics. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is a continuation of a trend. There was a baby boom a few decades ago, and then it became a kindergarten boom and then a college boom and then a wedding boom. And now it's a retirement boom. And it's been going for about 10 years now. And I was so this is how nerdy I was this week. I was I was on the Social Security website looking at number of recipients and you can chart this. And there's, there's a distinct acceleration that happened in 2008 and 2009 with the number of recipients started growing at a faster pace. And, and every year there's more than a million 
new recipients that are added to the the ranks in retirement. Watch that data. Would that prove me right? Watch we'll that see data. The spike we're, next we're year. Gonna, we're going to see that spike. Well, it's interesting because I I have a good friend who owns a clothing store. He's since uh, sold it and retired, but in two thousand eight and nine, he had some of his best years ever. Because there were a number of people that thought that they were going to retire and hadn't updated their wardrobe for a while. Mm. And these people said, hey, I because of what happened in the stock market, I'm not going to be able to retire. So it's interesting to me whether it's a it, whether it's a forced retirement or an elective retirement. Because yeah. what we seem to be seeing, if you're talking about anecdotal evidence, it seems like there's a lot of elective retirements. And so it's it to me the fascinating thing is these elective retirements with a lot of these folks they don't they're they're not retiring because they have to. They're not even retiring because they want to. As a matter of fact, most of them want to keep working. They just are done doing what they're doing. Yeah, right. And things have changed so much in what they're doing, they say no mas. And there, and there <laughs> certainly is. There certainly are plenty of examples where retirement's forced on folks in the energy sector, in the retail sector, in in hospitality, where you're you're being your your job's being eliminated. So let's not forget that. Are you ready? And how do you know? How do you get ready? We've got all that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. We've got a retirement boom happening right now. Our very own Josh Gregory made that claim. We're talking about, are you ready? Do you have a backpack on with a parachute in it? Or is it just full of, you know, dirty laundry? I don't know. So we're going to help you retire right now if you're getting that itch. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name's Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn. And Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, check it out. Search the Wise Money Show. Do us a favor, rate the show, leave a comment there as well. We appreciate it. There is, there is empirical evidence, and the data, trust me, will back it up in a year or so. More people are retiring. We we the baby boomers are retiring, yes, but we are going to see a spike. We are seeing a spike right now. We're seeing a drop in the labor force. We're seeing a drop in labor force participation rate. I don't know, Josh, you said you were geeking out on the Social Security website. The labor force participation rate is now back close to where it was in the 70s. Interesting. In the 70s. That yes. is scary. That is very scary from a, from a Social Security standpoint. If you look at the chart, it's been trending down since the it plateaued in the 90s. I'm saying that's technology. And then it was trending down from 2000 until today. I'm saying that's baby boomers, okay, and maybe some technology. But then we saw it drop like a rock, and it's now back at the same level it was in the 1974, I believe. All right, enough of this optimism here. Are you ready to retire? Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Well, but but Kevin, I mean, more perspective on uh, on this, this well, retirement. So, boom. so from my perspective, as I look at this and I see what's happening, 
I believe that the there probably is a retirement boom because the factors that you've already mentioned, right? The stock market's at an all-time high. There's uncertainty in the labor force um, as far as what is my job going to be like and what am I doing? And I, I know uh, folks that serve people uh, in two different industries, just my own anecdotal evidence that they've said, I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, the people that we used to serve used to be fairly nice. They're not nice anymore. I don't want to mm-hmm. do this. I still want to work, so I'm going to do something, but I'm not going to do that. So it's it's interesting to me. But the thing that has has kind of captured my attention is uh, because we live in the RV capital of the world, um, they're going to ship 500-plus units in – 500,000. Uh, 500,000-plus 500, units in – 2021. Uh, it's 400 and some thousand this year, which went went from a shutdown, don't do anything for six weeks to uh, rip roar and they're, they're sending them out of there just as quick as they quickly as they can. And so I that is always fascinating to me how many RV units are going out the door. And it it tells me that people have said, I'm probably not going to travel. So if you if your travel used to be, I'm getting on a plane, I'm going to a city, I'm renting a car, I'm staying in a hotel room, I'm flying back home, that that whole program is gone. Whether that was a long weekend or for a week or for whatever, or I'm flying to Florida and staying in a condo. Now you're probably taking your unit and going to a, a campground mm-hmm. or some other place. And, and I've been surprised, as you talk to folks about this stuff, at how many people that just take their, their – uh, we, we were at Big Bear Cave, uh, which is a uh, campground in Buchanan, and there was a guy there from Chicago. His, his, his unit is parked there permanently. And I said, so why would, you, why would you park this thing here permanently? And he said, I don't know. It's like 3200 bucks for the year. That's cheaper than property tax anywhere. <laughs> and I thought, hmm. The guy's on to something. It's his second home, he huh? come, Yeah, it's his second home. He comes from the land of high property tax, and he's like, well, shoot, that's a this is a better deal. I, I have all utilities and everything else included for less than the, the price of property tax. So mm-hmm. I think quality of life, people are saying life is way too short. We've been, we've been faced and almost forced to talk about death more this year than ever before. If you look at certain... Um, um, Political channels, you'll see at the bottom the death count and the death rate and the death, 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 death. And so all of a sudden people are like, well, if, well, if that's inevitable, I'm going to – I want to live. I'm going to do I'm – not, I'm not going to get about the business of dying. I'm going to get about the business of living. Okay. So financial planning is about the, the business of living. I yes. mean, it, really. I was, I was talking to a client the other day and just reminding him, and I don't know. It's, I, I get talking. Guys, I talk. I talk a lot. And uh, I was just talking about how financial planning isn't about greed and measuring some sort of material wealth. It's about freeing you up to live the life that you're called to and the life that you want to live and making sure you've got your resources aligned with that life and that you've got freedom. And so this retiring is one of the biggest, maybe the biggest financial decision you're going to make in your life. And sometimes that decision is forced upon you. 
hopefully that decision is elective. And like I said, when I, you know, when I launched this segment, my fear is that we've got all these swirling issues and someone is saying, well, there's a backpack there. I bet there's a parachute in it. I'm grabbing it and I'm making the leap. I'm yeah, retiring. Th- that's the thing, because if you get out to retirement age and you haven't made a whole lifetime of decisions to have yourself prepared, then to, to your analogy, you may be jumping out of the plane without the parachute. And to me, that the, the folks who are making a decision right now to retire, they're doing it, hopefully, with some sort of an assessment on their readiness. And to me, that the context of a financial plan, and specifically the retirement portion of your retirement plan, is where you're measuring and and forecasting what is the sustainability of all my life's work. If I look at my life savings and all the sacrifices I've, I've made, all the foundation I've laid, can this work for me for the rest of my life? That's what you got to figure out. Right. So I would, I would hope, because a lot of times what we find is, is folks will come in, they've never worked with a financial planner, and they say, hey, I'm ready to retire. Tell me I can do it. And that's fine. That's one way of doing it. My preference would be we want to start working with you when you're in your 40s, if that's at all possible, so that you know when you come in, you say, hey, I know if I retire today, this is a level of sacrifice that I'm going to be signing up for. Or I can retire today and I'm I'm not having any sacrifice. I've we've worked with folks that have have a, a greater lifestyle in retirement than they had while they were working. Yeah. So this is where I would want you to make the decision based on your plan. Like my plan says I can retire and now I'm ready instead of saying I'm ready to retire. Now show me a plan that says I can. Let me yeah. say that a little bit differently. The folks that have reached out to us where we've been doing the financial financial planning for them, comprehensive financial planning. They reach out to our CFPs this year and they've said, hey, I don't think I want to go back to work. I don't know if I can go back to work. I've been working from home. The company's starting to tell people to come back to the office. I feel uncomfortable. Can I retire? And the response is always, I hope so. Let me update your financial plan. Right. And you update the financial plan. And at least for many people, I've seen this because of the years and years, the compounding. You talk about from an investment standpoint the magic of compounding from a financial planning standpoint, the magic of compounding, working on that year over year over year and the market rising, at least pretty much all of them that I've seen. And I don't serve as many clients, but it's like, yeah, yep. You, it's two years before you thought I've updated your financial plan. This can work. This can work. You're ready to be done. And now let's make sure we're making really, really smart decisions on income, where to draw social security, how much risk to take in in your investments, what to do with health insurance. We're going to go through in just a moment all of these big decision points that you need to make. I told you earlier, this retirement decision, Josh said it as well, your retirement plan, that's one of six areas of your financial life. Choosing to retire impacts all five others. We're going to break that down and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. It seems as though that for many people right now that have the itch to retire, they they, they want to retire, it seems that many of them are 
it's it's happening before age 65 and health insurance is a, is a big factor there there are five factors actually that go into are you able to retire we're going to hit those right now this is the wise money show with corhorn financial group thanks for being here my name is mike bernard here with me in the wise money studio sorry uh kevin corhorn and josh gregory every episode of the wise money show is on the youtube channel go check it out go to youtube search the wise money show subscribe to it Turn on notifications so you're made uh, made aware every time we drop new content. So go check that out. All right. So more and more people are getting the itch to retire for whatever reason. Many of them are are looking at uh, at doing so before 65. Health insurance is a big variable there. We're talking about that on next week's program. What are your options for health insurance when you're retiring before 65? But what are the factors? How do you know if you're ready to retire? Yeah, these these five factors that you're referring to, there you could think of these as five decision points that you have related to your retirement. It's five determinants, if you will, on whether or not you're ready to be able to retire. Sometimes we also refer to these as five different ways that you could you could make choices on the trade-offs with retirement. And and it's your areas, it's the levers that you can pull to influence whether or not you're going to have a retirement success. And, and so I guess I would want you to hear that there's encouragement here. There's a lot of choice. There's a lot of control or at least influence that you can have on whether or not you're ready for retirement. And it begins with how old are you going to be when you retire? And this is kind of the whole spirit of today's show. It's, it's that there's a lot of folks who maybe thought they were going to retire further out at an older age, and now they're bringing that age up. They're shaving some some years off or maybe some months off of, uh, of their working career and essentially adding it on to their retirement period. So the reason that your age matters so much is it takes a lot more resources, a lot more planning to be able to retire at 62 compared to 65. That might sound like a pretty obvious statement, but a lot of people underestimate just how much more planning and and preparation that takes. And it's all because you add one or two more years to your retirement um, segment of life, that phase of life, and it places more demands on your resources ultimately, because we're assuming the end of retirement is a fixed date. You know, you retiring earlier doesn't mean that you're going to pass away earlier. So so by retiring earlier, you're essentially extending the amount of time that your resources, your financial resources have to stretch. And and that kind of leads into the second factor, which is which is spending. And yeah, you're gonna be spending every year for the rest of your life. So you retire a touch earlier, that's more years of spending. Other variables in spending, again, I mean, what will health insurance cost in retirement? So pre-retirement, what's it look like? Or excuse me, pre-65, what's it look like? And at 65 and on, what's it look like? What's the inflation rate on that, right? You've got to factor all that in. Um, annual vacations, other sorts of expenses, the dream car sort of thing. What are, what are all, what are, what's your lifestyle going to be in retirement? And then let's, you know, extrapolate that moving forward. If I could, if I could say probably the biggest fail, the biggest drawback to these online calculators that you see for retirement, they don't factor in great numbers for inflation, health insurance, and other spending. They just do the quick and dirty and they look and say, well, you'll probably spend a fraction of what you make today. What? 
Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> They'll base it on 60% of your earnings before retirement or, or something like that. that. I mean, it's that, too generic. That works perfectly for people that spend 60% of their <laughs> of their pre-retirement income. Guys, that is just a quick and dirty. The, the decision, This is there's way too much at stake here. There's way too much at stake to just go easy button, done. Right. You know, one of the, the observations that I've, I've had with a lot of clients here recently is through this whole shutdown period, through, you know, lifestyle being kind of thrown off and normal routines being disrupted because of coronavirus, um, a, a lot of people have just said, you know, we're not doing the things that we once did. We're not spending as much money as we once did. And I've had many people say, we're realizing we don't need as much money to live comfortably like we once did. I'm hearing that as well. But then you've got the the 800-pound gorilla. You've got the Federal Reserve saying, we're, cre- we're going to create inflation. Mm-hmm. By golly, we're creating inflation, right? So we haven't seen inflation in a long time. And you look and you say, yeah, TV uh, 10 years ago was 1000 bucks. Uh, I can get a pretty good TV today for 1000 bucks, 800 even. Um, but yeah, if you actually look at the data, Inflation for the six months leading up to May of 2020 was a negative one or two percent. Inflation from the six months from May on was four percent. So I don't think that it, history has proven central banks cannot create inflation themselves. However, there's a heating up that's happened that there might be inflation. And so even though you might look and say, yeah, gosh. Post-COVID life, I, I, don't, I don't spend as much. We might see inflation actually come back to life. Uh, that's exactly right. I mean, whatever you're used to spending, just assume that everything's going to get more costly into retirement. And this is this is probably one of the, the significant risks that you face when you start retirement is you crunch the numbers, you kind of work out a rough budget as you're thinking about entering retirement, and you think, yeah, we, we can live on five grand a month, no problem. And we've got four grand a month of income coming in. So all we got to do, we just got to tap into our investments for a couple thousand dollars every month. This will be easy. And what you don't realize is that 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 5,000 becomes 6,000, becomes 7,000 over time because of inflation. And the longer you're in retirement, the longer you're subjecting yourself to that inflation. Which is why we want to start the planning process early. Because if you say, hey, I can live on 60% of my income, Perfect. Let's do that for two or three years. Let's 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 try this thing on and prove up the concept and make sure. Hey, yes, this will work. I can do this. Yeah, uh, you know, connected to that is you've got an income issue. That's that's the third factor. Is what's what are your income sources in retirement? And those are getting squeezed. We've done a few shows on this. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but your savings account is paying nothing. Yep. Nothing. And you say, oh, well, that's because I, I maybe have a bad bank. No, interest <laughs> rates are terrible Yeah, everywhere. So if bonds used to deliver some sort of, you know, four or 5% rate of return, it's two, one and a half or 2% right now. The best place to get income is either real estate, rental real estate, or it's stocks. The thing you don't want to own as much of in retirement. So you've got a real issue here, and then couple that with this challenges with Social Security. And I, I, you know, I'm focusing on the negatives here, but it's an opportunity. How, where will you, what will your 
your income sources be in retirement? That's the third factor. Yeah, that's exactly right. It, it, you don't have to have as large of a nest egg in order to supplement your your streams of income if you've got a nice big pension from a great long career in a certain industry or you you've delayed social security as long as possible and so you've you've really maximized that stream of income if you plan to keep on working a little bit in retirement all of that takes strain off of your your nest egg and allows it to to keep on growing even in the early years of retirement before you're really tapping into it uh, for any meaningful dollar amounts. The fourth is the is the area that people focus on. I'll, I'll speed this up here. The fourth is is your nest egg, really. How much savings do you have? And then how much are you continuing to contribute to that savings over time? So therefore, what what amount is your is that retirement nest egg? And the fifth area is how much risk or how much return could you expect from that nest egg? And, um, and so you can choose, nope, I don't like risk anymore. And if you say, I mean, this is a great example of how these five factors inter, interrelate. If you say, I don't want to take risk anymore, that's going to mean you've got to work longer, spend less, have more retirement income, and have a bigger nest egg. So you've got to do comprehensive financial planning to see how this all fits together for your situation. All right, we've got a lot more to hit coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. When you decide to retire, how does that impact the rest of your financial life? All six areas you've heard us talk about. We're going to break that down right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name's Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. You can do so online, wisemoneyshow.com. And then wherever you're at on social media, we are there as, as well. Just search the Wise Money Show and follow us and engage with the show there. Okay, so there's six areas in your financial life. Every week, every week we tell you, you've got to work with a certified financial planner. So CFP, there's education, ethics, the process sort of requirement there. But then make sure that your CFP is following a comprehensive financial planning process, right? Some CFPs can follow their process, but really just that leads to investments. They focus on investments or investments and retirement or, or no, all six areas of your financial life need to be considered together. You need to make decisions that bring synergy. And I don't know. I mean, none, this, this seems so obvious. I, no, no financial decision, in my opinion, is it more obvious that that's the approach you need to take than with retirement. We w- I want to talk through all six areas of your financial life. How is each area impacted when you're deciding to retire? Let's just start at the top. Present financial position. Present financial position is huge. It's one of the most important when you get to retirement because if you have not mastered the skill of uh, budgeting and controlling spending and prioritizing and resource allocation, all those fun things. Then you're going to fall victim to the favorite retirement phrase of grandmas across the world, I'm on a fixed income. I'm on a fixed income, <laughs> right? But but I mean that's the phrase that my grandma uses, and uh, but it's really it's it's many people are surprised, wouldn't you say, when they get to retirement, they've got all this financial freedom, and they realize, wow, I need a budget. I haven't done, I haven't updated a budget in years, mm-hmm. and now I need one because I need to have that clarity. Yeah. So a, a budget. I mean, 
the B word, it can be like a four-letter word, but I would say just think of a budget as your friend. I mean, this is your friend. It's kind of your 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 guiding uh, light, if you will, to say, hey, yes, this is a good decision or no, it's not. Because the question is, as I have folks that I'm talking to on a daily basis, I would, I'll say to them when they ask, hey, can we do this or should we do this? I say, well, what's your decision-making process? And if you don't have a, a, a structure that m- almost makes the decision for you, you're going to be emotional. And as soon as you get emotional about your money, you lose. Yeah. Well, and, you know, if we were to point to one habit that separates the confident retirees from the blindly hopeful retirees, to me, it is the control over their spending and knowing where the money's going. And maybe even years of proving that to themselves that they've always been able to live within their means because they know how much is coming in, they know what their expenses are on the horizon, and they know which decisions they can postpone and put off to make sure the numbers keep on working. They've been doing it for often a lifetime, and so yeah. retirement is just an extension of that. I mean, in in all for, from a practical standpoint present financial position is so crucial for your retirement because you're going to say goodbye to your paycheck and you've got to replace your paycheck with something else. And why is that important? Because you've got bills to to pay. You've got things you want to do. You've got that dream car you want to get. You've got that vacation you want to fund. You've got you know, all sorts of things. So it's, it's social security, it's an income plan. It's how do you, how do you replicate your income or replace your paycheck in retirement? That's present financial position. And we also talked about maybe for a lot of people figuring out how to pay off debt or pay down debt in the early stages of retirement. Yeah, that is, that is key. What does, what does my liability structure look like going into retirement? And I can't tell you how many folks in the last three or four months have done a refinance, have even done a cash out refinance to restructure their debts, uh, their liability uh, yep. picture to get it to where it will work perfectly in retirement. So that's that's the first area of your financial life, present financial position. The second is protection planning. And and I mean, we could spend an entire show about how protection planning changes in retirement. Maybe we will, but let's hit it real quick. I mean, it's got the biggest variable in it. Yeah, I mean, health insurance and long-term care insurance are two, um, I I guess, problems that need to be solved as you enter into retirement. But we often, you know, we'll get questions still on, do I need to keep paying premiums on these life insurance policies like I once did? Does anything need to change with my home and auto insurance? It really is just you uh, re-envisioning how your protection, how the moat around the castle needs to be structured so that you don't have some unintended event, some unfortunate, you know, health uh, concern pop up and have it unravel your your retirement picture. Health insurance in retirement, that's probably the biggest focus. And we are, we're going to be doing a whole show on that uh, next week. What are your options when you're retiring early with health insurance? Um, Long-term care, like you mentioned, figuring out life insurance. Yeah, Josh, I think you hit them all. Tax planning, you might be able to save up a whole bunch. That fourth factor of your your retirement nest egg, you might look at that and say, yeah, I pretty, feel pretty good about that. I've got a million bucks. Well, how much of that's actually Uncle Sam's, right? It might not be a million bucks. You might have 700000 because you got to give a bunch of that to Uncle Sam. Having a prudent tax strategy 
is critical. It's vital to your retirement. You want as much of that money for your purposes and and as little towards the government. I don't know. For us, and this is KFG, this is not a commercial for our company, Corhorn Financial Group, but I love tax planning and retirement. It just gets more creative, mm-hmm. and we can see the needle moved in tangible ways. Yeah, I mean, you can just you can back up and take tax planning and say, hey, we just hit protection planning and present financial position. Well, one of the big decisions you're making is is what am I doing for medical insurance, especially if I'm retiring early, uh, before 65, if you will. And so that could be, hey, am I using an HSA? Mike even found out an interesting factoid about uh, using an HSA after. Uh, you're 65. Yeah. So there. So that not only that, but what what else is 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 affected with your? Um, this isn't necessarily tax planning, but I'm saying with your protection planning, and I I meant to mention this when we were on that subject. Protection planning. If you live in Michigan, your your car insurance should po- probably change dramatically in what you're what you're paying for it once you hit 65. So That's be right. talking to your certified financial planner about these things. Tax planning, you've got Roth conversions you've got to consider. You've got distribution planning, right? If you say, well, I need to draw three grand out of my investments every month to replace my lifestyle, along with Social Security, that works. Well, does four grand actually need to come out of your investments because a thousand needs to go to taxes? I mean, so you've got to figure that, figure that out. There's a lot there with tax planning. You're thinking about legacy, helping the kids. So investment planning. We've got a specific, we probably need to do a show about this. We've got heightened risk right now. The market's way up from where it was. Um, and and yet there's heightened risk right at a time where if, you, if we see a 40% pullback in the market, that's very personal to you if you're in retirement. So how do you structure your investments when you're in the distribution phase? I mean, yeah, I, I'm glad you, you emphasize that you are in the distribution phase, which is fundamentally different than the accumulation phase. You know, you've spent your entire working career just building, building, building strategies like automatic contributions. You know, autopilot savings is awesome when you're trying to build a retirement nest egg. When it comes time to start spending down some of that nest egg, autopilot selling is one of the worst things that you can do. It's so dangerous. And so to, to me, having a strategy for when and where are you going to go harvest money out of your hard-earned, hard-built nest egg to supplement your other sources of income in retirement, this is a very, very important thing that you have to have a philosophy on, you have to have a game plan for. It's probably one of the most important collaborative um, you know, bits of work that you do with your certified financial planner as you go through retirement. It's when do you go sell? When do you go harvest money out of that nest egg? And you've got some big investment decisions to make because likely you're rolling your 401k or your workplace retirement plan over to an IRA and you've got to decide how do I invest these dollars? Did you know a Roth 401k you've got to take required minimum distribution from? RMD. That's, it makes no That's sense. Dumb. It's so dumb and it makes no sense. So, so listen, there's tons of reasons. That's a small one where you're going to retire. You're going to retire and then roll your 401k over to an IRA or a Roth IRA, whatever is, is prudent for you. So in that sense, that's an investment choice. You've got to decide how do I invest these dollars? 
retirement planning, that's what we're talking about. That's what we talked about today. You need that five-factor retirement plan is what we call it, a five-factor retirement plan that works and that's stress test. I mean, that's stress tested, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, okay, the high-level plan, this is how much you have, this is the age you're going to retire, this is your life expectancy, how much you're spending, how much your, your income is, all the risk you're going to take and the assumptions, blah, 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 all five of those factors we already ran through all put together, mixed together, stress tested. Yes, this thing works or no, it doesn't. Right. That, and if it doesn't, what are the adjustments and the changes that you can make? What are the areas that are within your control and your influence to improve the likely outcome of your retirement? Because finding out that your retirement isn't what you wanted it to be, yeah, that would be a bummer. But finding out that you, are, you have things that you could do differently to still improve upon the picture that, that you first saw, that's where the hope comes. That's where you, know, you start making wise choices to move the needle in the right direction on, on your retirement outlook. And then the last area, the sixth area of your financial life is, is estate planning. And I'm going to explain this one with a story. So I met with Carl recently yesterday, actually, and he's a single guy getting close to retirement and no kids. So we've been funding a 529 plan. Why? Because we did his retirement plan and it showed there's no way you're going to run through, uh, spend all your money. So we've been funding a 529 plan to get it out of his estate, to create a, a nest egg to his nieces, nephews, great nieces, great nephews. And then we looked at his overall net worth and I told him, right now you've got an estate, an estate tax exemption of 11 million bucks, you're fine. But if that reverts back to 3.5 million, you're in a position where right now you're gonna be paying estate tax, which wow. is only 50%. And so as that evolves, as you're building up wealth, as you get closer and closer to retirement, we are going to be updating and enhancing and adjusting your estate plan. That's documents, that's legacy planning, that's tax planning, all connected within your estate plan. So you gotta tie all those together. I mean, that, that's really the point, right guys? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to face decisions along the way that have an impact in multiple areas of your financial plan. Even something just as simple as, hey, how are you going to pay for that next car that you purchase in retirement? You know, where are you going to pull the money from? What's the timing on it going to be? What will the tax ramifications be? That determines on what, or it's determined by which type of uh, account you pull it from. And so you have to just recognize that as you make decisions, there is impact happening all over in your financial plan. You need to see yeah. a, you need a CFP who's doing comprehensive financial planning, retirement decision. That decision impacts all areas of your financial life. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for being with us. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, myself, and all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.